Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yo, welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming Preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening and I love to start the show the same way. I love to thank the listeners. Thank you guys for listening to The Bar Podcast, your favorite podcast, man. And it's always a fun and and I just count on the pleasure that you uh, click on the play button and listen to this podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much. Also want to shout out to the VIP group, the behind, uh, I guess the inside the bar folks, uh, that's the $5 membership inside the bar folks get live podcast recordings as well as, uh, pre-releases. And, uh, we also do a lot of other fun stuff in the Facebook group. So sign up for that in the show note. And like I do every week, I bring in an awesome guest. Uh, this brother, uh, we've been, uh, I guess, Facebook friends for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I always love uh, the connections and, and um, you know, you make over online, man, and you find brothers in the faith doing their thing. I have on none other than my brother, Rudy. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Dwayne? Thanks for having me on here, man. I feel like uh, like I don't belong here, man. I haven't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't hit that caliber yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still too low on the total pole. Oh, come on, Rudy. Let's see. To make you feel better, there's categories. So I have a local pass spot. Like you're in that section. You hadn't made it to the other section. I'm just oh, kidding. Man, right. <laughs> I don't want to get too big headed. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks for keeping me in check. Yeah, yeah. No, man. No. I mean, honestly, uh, you're, you're getting there, brother. I, I, I'm actually uh, those that are listening. Um, me and my family just started uh, attending, and we did a membership class for Veritas Fayetteville. We did a membership class, and then the X29 video. I seen this young handsome man. Uh, <laughs> Emphasis on the handsome. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. So, so you're on the come up, man. You're on the come up. So, for those that don't know, man, I'm gonna give you the floor to introduce yourself right here. Hey, uh, Rudy Rubio, Reverend Rudy Rubio, or Pastor Rudy Rubio, or Hateful. Let's get some tacos, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> you know, um, I am a church planter, a pastor. Uh, here in the city of Linwood, uh, we minister to the areas of Linwood, Compton, and Watts. That's here in Southern California. If y'all ain't heard of Linwood and Compton and Watts, it's um, one of the roughest parts of, of L.A., South L.A., you know, in the middle of, of, of it all. Um, just felt the God calling, man, in seminary to uh, plant uh, a confessionally reformed church in the middle of the hood because they're none but prosperity-pushing pimps, pandering 
to the masses who were hurting, destitute, poor, sick, and ill, and whatnot. And um, just felt the Lord, call, you know, calling to 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 start or be a part of something like that, not knowing uh, what He'd be doing, and just joking around about you know hitting the totem pole, like ultimately, like we ain't nobody. You know what I mean? Just just a servant of the Lord Jesus, trying to exalt His name on high, and and that we may, might that we might make much of Him. You know, Amen. Um, and I mean, by by God's grace and His providence, we we went from one little church plant now to planting four more. You know, uh, so and that's all God. You know, all God. Nice, that's dope, man. Um, and and I really, you know, my heart, man, is is for the the people in the trenches, man. You know, uh, and that's why I, you know, do what I do as far as interviewing people and. And giving people a voice, man, because there's a lot of people that are on the front line uh, in this, uh, you know, this this world, man, just fighting for the gospel and, and fighting, you know, fighting for souls and stuff. So I really do appreciate that. Um, let's rewind back, man. Tell tell talk about coming out of seminary and and the and the things that led you to Compton. Like what? Talk about that that time frame in your life and your mindset, and just give us that backstory to to get to get you to where you are. Well, if I could even take a further step back, Dwayne, yeah. like I'm, I'm from this area like, in that. South LA, raised in Huntington Park, Watts in South Central, ran the streets, was in the gangs, did like, you know, over 12 years in prison, um, shot, you know, seven times, stabbed 18 times, looking at a life sentence twice. Like the Lord was just good to me. When I became a Christian and really started studying um, Reformed theology and came across the doctrine of election, I was like, oh yeah, that's me. All right. Nice. <laughs> That's me, all right. I believe in that because the Lord saved me, you know. Um, it was easy to be able to get my head, my fat head wrapped around that. But in the middle of seminary, I went to seminary because I came on staff at a church. And um, my my senior pastor at the time, my spiritual father, he challenged me to plant a church. I told him he was smoking dope. I would never, ever <laughs> be a pastor, let alone a church planter, right. you know. Um but I, I felt the stirring, you know, he planted, the Lord used him to plant a seed, started talking to friends and family. Uh, do, you, do you see me as, as a pastor? And everybody was like, yeah, like what's taking you so long, you know? <laughs> right. So I felt, you know, if, if I'm going to do that, then my best thinking always got me caught up and in trouble. So if I'm going to be about the Lord's business, I got to make sure it's not just my best thinking. Mm-hmm. I got to prepare myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So in, in seminary, um, in seminary was led to this, you know, urban ministry urban church planting cohort and quickly found out that it wasn't really my kind of urban it was more like the tim keller redeemer and god bless that that context right, it's right. just it's not, it's not my urban you know yeah. um but in the middle of of a church planting class i felt like the lord was just speaking through my professor everything he was talking about the qualities and qualifications of a church planner and all that stuff i just felt like he was hitting me dead square between the eyes mm-hmm. called my wife at break and said, I think the Lord's calling us to plant a church. What do you think? And she said, uh, I got you, but we just need to talk about what that, what that is, what mm-hmm. that's, what that looks like, you know? Right. And left the big comfortable church we were at. We were living in a beautiful home in a parsonage across the street from the office. And I came back into the hood, not knowing where we would get funded, what that would look like, you know, and just moved back into an area we had, we had already left to be able to plant a church. And that's kind of, how that happened in that process, there was multiple churches that had reached out to me and invited me to be on staff and be the pastor. Historic churches with buildings, with fat bank accounts. On one hand, 
let's do a pro and con, right? With yeah. my wife and kids. There was a church in Florida that had hit us up and wanted us to come on staff. And um, everything physically and materialistically said we should be in Florida. Mm. To stay here meant to go back into the hood, have to fundraise, try to figure out, start from scratch, like not know what's going to lead, but just really felt the Lord calling us to do that and not just step into comfort, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the Lord has done his thing. Wow. That's amazing, brother. That is amazing. Um, just to to hear that progression. And so let let's let's go. Now, now we're in the place of uh planting. Uh what what were some of those challenges and days? I know, you know, <laughs> you shaking your head. Those that are listening, you can't see he's shaking his head. Uh, kind of get into that, man, for for the young guys that are maybe in seminary thinking about church plant. Because, you know, I always joke when I have Doug Logan on, you know, church planting is sexy, you know, until you get out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, a lot of people think that church planting is is, is, is sexy. And, I, and, I, and I, I don't mean that with any kind of sexual connotation at all. Of course whatever, In case anybody's, anybody's listening. But it just sounds, it sounds hella sexy, like. Yeah, let's plant a multicultural, multi-ethnic, <laughs> multi-generational, multi-everything church in, in, in an under-resourced community, you know? Mm-hmm. But bro, it's hard work when you get Mexican folks, black <laughs> folks, white folks, Samoan folks, Filipino folks, and some of them have gangster backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know, like bringing them together to die to themselves, to pick up their cross for the sake of the mission of, of starting a church and what that's going to look like to reach our community. It's hard, man. Mm. It's hard. And um, a lot of people um, have come and gone. Mm-hmm. People that have said, and, and I'm just like, this is something that I'm starting to realize that I'm still not completely healed from. Like, I still have little flare-ups every now and then um, where people will say they will roll with you till the wheels fall off. And the first time you get a flat, like, they bounce, yep. you know? Yep. And, and um, uh, I know people can't see this, but I'm going to hold this up. Can you, can you see what it says? Yes, sir. Passes. Can you read that? Yep. Passes and their critics. Yep, by uh, Joe Beakey. So it's not just anybody that wrote this. Some, some, some. <laughs> food, you know what I mean? Right. With, with a forward, with a forward by Sinclair Ferguson. I just got it last week. Nice. So I was like, man, I needed this like for the last three years. You know? <laughs> uh, because because people like you know the, the church ain't made up of of, of perfect individuals. It's right. made up of I don't say wretched. I say ratchet. You know, it's made up <laughs> of ratchet individuals, bro. You know, we all broken. Right. And, and we forget that at times, you know? Right. Um, and, and I take things way too personal, but it's been hard. It's sure. been hard. Sometimes I want to bang my head against the wall. Like, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> but, but then you get a glimpse of, of God's glory when right. you see a marriage restored, mm-hmm. when you see a child, like, become obedient to parents. When you see people that have strayed from the faith, like truly get their head wrapped around the gospel for the first time. Right. When people who are not believers, like understand the grace that God has extended to them. And you just see that little flame in their heart and their mind become alive. And you want to like flame, you know, fan into that flame and, and, and have them fall even more in love with Christ. So things like that, like, like way overcompensate the, the bad days. It, it makes it worth it and reminds me why the Lord is using my past of hurt mm-hmm. uh, and violence and, and whatnot to be able to bring healing to a community of people full mm-hmm. of, of people like me to, to know him for his glory, you know? So it's had, it's, it has its ups and its downs. Um, it's been hard on the family, you know, but um, a lot of, a lot of lessons learned. Yeah. Uh, anybody thinking about planning a church, a young pastor, somebody in seminary, uh, never ever 
be willing to sacrifice your family on the altar of church planting or the altar of ministry. It just, it, it don't, it don't work that way, you know, um, because we can become so passionate, like the kind of person I am, the way the Lord wired me, I'm just a really passionate person and I can be so zealous for the mission and forget everything else around me like a horse with blinders on, you know? Yeah. yeah. And at times that's been the wife and kids that have been neglected. But the good thing is that the Lord speaks to me through the Holy spirit and a very bold Mexican wife that'll check me real quick, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, sir. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Yeah, and you actually kind of answered my next question, man, about, you know, balancing that, you know, ministry and family kind of thing. Because I'm the same way. I'm super passionate, super, like, laser. So uh, it takes a good wife to to keep that in check, man. So I'm, I'm going to skip that question since you kind of already answered it. Um, so you, you just, you mentioned as we were getting on that, uh, you, you, you got the original church that you have and you mentioned some other churches. Um, so what was that process like? And, 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 you know, what, what's the vision? Are you want to continue to do more? You know, how, how does that play out? Yeah. So we want to be a, a church, you know, at, we're part of Acts 29 network. So we want to be a church that, that plants churches, that, that plants churches, um, I remember when I was telling my my spiritual father, my mentor, had challenged me to plant a church uh, many years ago. I I, I felt like kind of like betrayed, like unwanted, <laughs> like undesired. Right, like, right. Like, he was kicking me out. I'm like, man, like, what did I do? Like, why are you trying to get rid of me? You know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, Rudy, like, we don't just give to the Lord like the first tenth of our money and 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 our like. He goes, we give the Lord our best. Yes. He goes, and 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 you're one of our best. I'm like. That don't make it any better, homie. Like, <laughs> you kind of like pat me on the back while you kicking me out. You know, right. but I, I was never able to understand that. Like, we do. We give God our best of our time, our talent, and our treasure. We don't give him what, what's left over of our money. We don't give him what's left over of our time. You know, um, so in, in doing that, the Lord has drawn people to us that are of the same mind and mm-hmm. same contextual, same same ministry context who are passionate about knowing God and wanting to introduce him to communities of people that would fall in love with him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and serve him. So in that, we brought people in to incubate here with them to bring their teams here that we might launch them out and give God our best to plant a church in different areas, you know? So I'm not worried about having, you know, a 1500, 2000 member church. I'm cool with a hundred, 150, whatever. Right. So long as we can continue to keep planting healthy, confessionally reformed churches in, in the hoods. Like, like that's our thing. I'm not trying to go into suburbia. I'm not trying to go, you know, into, into wealthier fluent areas. There's already a lot of churches like that. Um, I want to be able to use our, our expertise and the way we were raised and growing up in our past to be able to impact those same types of communities, you know? Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Good deal, man. So, uh, last question before the break, uh, you mentioned how the, uh, prosperity gospel is rampant you know, in the places you just mentioned, the hood. Um, uh, what has been your experience with that, I guess, with the the folks that you you are, uh, you know, getting to your church? And do you have any uh, background in it as well? Just, I'm just curious about that part. Yeah, so we see it. It's it's rampant in, in black and brown um, cultures, right? In the, in the black community, in the Latino community, because the truth is we, we've got issues, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like we're, we're, a lot of us don't have much money. We don't come from fluent backgrounds and we're in the hood for a reason, you know? So if anybody's promising you in Jesus name 
that you can get more money, get financial stability or, or get healed from a specific sickness because you don't have health coverage or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a foolproof plan because the burden is on the person. If they don't have enough faith, then whatever was promised to them won't happen. And it's not on the pastor. It's on the individual because they didn't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we've had to like, it's it's almost like we're having to go back and have people erase the tape and start over from scratch yep. and show and show them what the Bible says because they've been shown one verse has been twisted. I'm not going to say like a pretzel. We're in the hood. We're Mexican, so we say twist like churros. You know? Okay, I know what a churro is. Well, churros are yes, so, sir. <laughs> a, slogan that, a slogan that we have at our church is we twist churros, not scripture. Right. You know. <laughs> I you'll, love it. You'll see that in some of our posts. We twist churros, not scripture. You right. Know? Right. Um, that's not the kind of stuff you normally hear in a reformed sermon, expository <laughs> sermon, you know, but we, but we begin down like that, you know? Um, so yeah, sometimes it's having to re-educate people. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of resistance at times, Dwayne, you know, sure. like people, you know, they, they stood upon one specific scripture. No, the Lord said in Jeremiah 20, 11, that he knows he's got a plan for me to prosper. me. like, yeah, that's not what he was talking about. Nope. You know, like, like we're really quick to just throw that on yep. and, and make it apply to us. Like, like you just insert our name, mm-hmm. you know, into the, into the people that were being exiled from Babylon, you know? Yep. Um, no, Philippians 4.13 says that's not what he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's having to teach people from scratch almost, but when they get it, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my gosh, like my, my pastoral heart just bursts. You right. Know? The Bible's not about you. <laughs> the Bible's not about you. It's right? not the about you. Yeah, man. You're not oh, David. Yeah, yeah. So good deal, man. So right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thankful Homemaker is a blog and podcast created to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. Thankful Homemaker provides truth-filled, gospel-driven encouragement to homemakers who amid their ordinary days desire to honor and glorify God in all things. Come visit thankfulhomemaker.com for the latest articles and podcasts. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast catcher. So ladies, pop in your headphones as you're doing dishes, cooking dinner, or folding laundry, and sit with me, host Marcy Farrell, as we chat together on how God's Word impacts everything we do as Christian women. All right, we're back in here, twisting churros, uh, not scripture. With <laughs> Yeah, man, we're, we're Pastor Rudy. And uh, right here, man, we do the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests. First signature bar question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, man. So I, I am not your average, like, pastor, bro. I listen to gangster rap. I listen to corridos. I listen to classical music. I listen to um, uh, just a lot of jazz. But but most of the stuff with no lyrics. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm reading or I'm, 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 or I'm sermon prepping, 
I end up typing what I'm singing in my mind. So <laughs> right. I, I don't do and then all of a sudden I'll get like an NWA lyric in the middle of the sermon. <laughs> That'll be so, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got a wide range of sometimes I just like cruise bro just worshiping my heart out. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the top of my lungs, depending on on, on on where I'm at. Yeah. But usually I just like, you know, music that that inspires me, that that takes me back to a place that um are different times, you know. Yeah. That, that's a part of me and it's indwelt in me, you know. So right. Legit. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh my gosh. You just showed just one. Got... Huh? You just showed us one. So you can... yeah, pastors and their critics. I'm I'm also reading Wilhelmus uh, A. Brackle, a Dutch Reformed theologian. Uh I just picked up another covenant theology book that I'm looking through. Um, so I could see, you know, if I could recommend it to somebody. But I got a group of guys that I'm uh for a group that I call Tacos in Theology. Or I'm taking them through Gearhardus Voss's Reform Dogmatics. You nice. know? Yes, sir. All right. Last thing at your bar question. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? The bar podcast. Reform <laughs> Rasa. A couple guys from my church started yeah, reading. Shout out to Reform yeah. Rasa. Reform Rasa, the homies from For Christ y Cultura, Jonathan up in Reno, Josue. In Philadelphia and Caro in Miami, they host, you know, for Crazy Cultura. I listen to a bunch of other stuff too, you know. I like um I like listening to the Heidelcast. Yeah. Uh with with R. Scott Clark. I had him on my podcast not long ago and he was just dropping some like theological bombs. You know who Kim Riddlebarger is? Yes. Yeah, I had him on my podcast last week too. Um, so yeah, I just like to to listen to a little bit of everything, you know, but there's some that I have on repeat because I want to be able to learn from and, and just stay relevant to everything that's happening and see other people's perspectives and stuff, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that's legit. Good deal, man. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. I don't know when this episode drops, but we're recording it on a Saturday. So I appreciate you taking time. I know pastors are busy seven days a week, for sure. Uh, But uh, just wanted to thank you for that, man. And before we leave, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of close this out. Any uh, words of encouragement or anything you want to leave with the listeners? Seek the Lord Jesus, man. I remember uh, a long time ago, um, I was at a at a at a, con- at a concert where Dr. John Piper was there, and I had a chance to meet with him backstage. And I was like, the first time I was being challenged to plant a church, and I was like, hey, man, like, what kind of advice you got for a young church planner? And he said something to me that was so simple and profound. But at the time, I thought it was the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. He was like, in, he said, wrap yourself in the Word, mm. get, get get lost in the Word. Like saturate your entire being in the word, and I'm like, that's it. Like, that's all you got. Like, I speak of, like some dope, like just really deep firsthand wisdom stuff, right, you know. Right, right. But now I can see how it deep and sense. profound that actually is. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, I don't care what's happening in your life, in your family, in your context at work. Get lost in the word. Let the Lord speak to you through the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you will see what some of the Old Testament saints and New Testament saints have endured. And be like, man, my life's really not that bad at all, right. actually. You know, let the Lord minister to you through it. Because ultimately, it's all about Him. There's no way we can love a God that we don't know. That's right. And the only way mm. we can know Him is through His written word. Amen. So. That. Good deal. Love it. Love it. Love it. Appreciate it. All right, Bar listeners, appreciate you guys listening to the Bar Podcast, your favorite podcast. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com, catch every episode. Also, go to thebargear.com, pick you up some bar gear. 
And uh, to check out all the podcasts in the network, go to thebar.network. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out. Peace.